Hey, you know what? I'm I'm just going to I'm going to consider this a bonus episode because I there was a strong there was a very strong possibility that this wasn't even going to happen. So the fact that it is happening, I'm kind of amazed. BK, where are you? Tell the people. I am in uh, scenic Glen Arbor, Michigan. Um, the pinnacle of heaven on earth as far as my family is concerned. It's extremely scenic. It's somewhat restful, <laughs> depending on who you're with and what you're doing. Uh, but it is truly an amazing place. But it is not as amazing as the Endless promo. So I had to slice out a little bit of time this morning to see my boy OC, who, by the way, uh, if y'all remember our discussion of Memorial Day war movies and a little 1986 film called Platoon, don't know if you were going for it, but dude, you're straight up Willem Dafoe from Platoon right now. Oh, because of the headband? And Andy got the little necklace thing going. Like, that, that happens to be my my Catholic scapular that I was given yeah, for my uh, first Holy it's, Communion. It, it's straight up Elias, man. It's looking good. Tan helps well. too, right? Got that. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got that uh, ancient orange Vietnam jungle tan going on here. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit more uh, vacation blue today with my... Uh, on Metallica. You have a beautiful Metallica sure. shirt on. And uh, by the way, side note, can we stop wearing stuff that we buy each other on the podcast? No. No, we can't. Half of my <laughs> wardrobe is now just stuff that you and I have exchanged over the years. Well, I did get a good shout out for my Bloodsport shirt and my uh, Shark Week post the other day. It's such a good shirt. <laughs> BK, I, I want so badly to do. So I spent, as you did, Everybody from Michigan, at least if you're a normal Michigander, when it's summertime in Michigan, hashtag Head Rock, you're going up somewhere. And it's always weird because even if you go out west, you're still going up north for some reason in Michigan. I've never quite understood that. But yeah, you're going somewhere with forestry. Um, you're probably on a lake. Pretty much if there's a lake and or trees, it's up north. Yeah. And then I have to do this to you, and we will go visual and audio at one point, but if you can, can you just extend your hand into the shape of a mitten and show the viewers what all Michiganders do? Whereabouts is Glen Arbor? Oh, now it makes perfect sense. Okay, I, did, I had no idea where... <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea uh, where it was. Hold out your hand. It's like the pinky. Seriously. The pinky. I love it. Um, I have to do that with any time. Anytime someone asks me, oh, you're from Detroit. Whereabouts is Detroit? Oh, let me pull my mitten out here and show you where it's at. Yep. So yep. you're on vacation. I'm partially on vacation this week from the podcast because of work-related stuff. Thanks a lot, work. Um, but we did have a major world event take place this week, a very unfortunate one. And um, if you're not in the know, then we're going to dump some really poopy news on you. But Mr. Paul Rubens apparently had been uh, battling cancer for some time. He, he succumbed to the big C and passed away. And just like that, 
the world no longer has Pee-wee. Yes, yes. Um, and largely unknown battle. Uh, he was very private, kept to himself, didn't really uh, let any of the public know about his battle. But uh, but here we are. It's it's over after uh, a brave fight by uh, by accounts uh, posthumously. So was it not? Was it not extremely eerie that we had just discussed the Pee Wee Herman 17-inch talking doll and then literally like a week later, Pee Wee's gone? Yeah, it, it was. Um, I don't know if, if it was a sign that we knew something and we felt compelled to uh, you know, give some credit where credit was due or if we were just terrible jinxes, but either way that did happen yeah it was really weird because immediately like after looking up the 17 inch figure and seeing that it wasn't like don't don't go there oc you you, you gotta be really delicate how how you phrase this okay like (laughs) the figure like the the doll was pretty affordable were i not a complete tightwad um have you checked the death tax on the the doll I haven't because I try not to think in those terms, and I don't understand why. It's not like they were going to make more talking peewee dolls if he hadn't died. I don't understand why that all of a sudden made everybody like, oh, if they have one now. I don't know. That's just irritating to me. It's, the, it's what I call the ultimate warrior effect. When the ultimate warrior uh, sadly passed away from a massive heart attack shortly after his WWE uh, Hall of Fame induction. I, I'm a huge Alton Warrior mark. I mean, obviously, the I get confused for him quite often in public uh, with the yeah. face paint and the muscles and everything like that. So it's un- it's understandable. Kevin, when he passed, I looked at some of the the figs I have in my collection, and I'm not going to say I considered it, but I glanced at some of the prices for things I currently own that are Ultimate Warrior related. And I was like, well, that'd be a nice uh, weekend vacation up in Frankenmuth or something because that fig just quadrupled in price because of the death tax. So, Stupid economics. Oh, I know. I don't get it. I don't know. I just it's, don't get it. It's all that demand. But Pee Wee Herman, what can you say about him, man? If you grew up in the 80s, and I would say that I would say that if you grew up in like the early 90s, nothing past like 95, but early 90s, you were still catching Pee Wee Herman uh, in syndication on TBS and TNT and WGN and every single station you could possibly think of. And uh, the show started in 81. By 85, they come out with the first like full feature length film, the one that I think honestly made the most impact on me because yeah i i recall having and this is so strange uh, i can't think of any other examples of this like in my life but i actually have more vivid memories of the movie first and then went and watched the show yeah absolutely for me as well i didn't know anything about peewee herman until peewee's big adventure came out and even then, I don't even remember why I felt so compelled to watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I think 
it came out HBO or something, you know, and probably like the following fall. And by that time, I I just knew it was something that had to be watched and it had to be watched now. Like everybody was talking about it. Everybody made it sort of must watch. And uh, it was just like a instant cultural phenomenon. Yeah, it was. I think mostly I remember, you know, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Um, that that tends to be the the full gamut of memories that I have. It was just kind of this. Uh, you and I were we're not we're not super young anymore. We ain't old, but what? we're not super young. Um, but how often do you find yourself, Kevin, as a dad, watching something with your kids? And picking up on the dad humor that's in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess as a kid, I couldn't understand why my dad was laughing just as much, if not more, at some of the Pee Wee's Playhouse jokes and innuendos and episodes. But right. uh, as an as an adult now, oh my gosh, do I get it? Yeah, I almost feel like I haven't seen Pee Wee's Playhouse in forever. I didn't even really catch it when it made its. Uh, brief resurgence it was on adult swim for a while in like the early aughts i think on uh um, what cartoon network yeah, yeah okay yeah um but uh i mean i haven't seen it since i was I, whatever in elementary school or something like that um but i can only imagine that it would have a similar feel to it um as the movie but like the movie the more i the more i've seen it uh, and I've, I've, I've seen it within the last, say, I don't know, two years, let's say, for the, whatever, 50th time. And I, I almost, I'm not sure exactly who they had in mind when they made it. I think they had to know that there was enough of Pee Wee being sort of this, like, large child that it would appeal to the kids. But that movie is so adult. It's, it's so just, loaded with just, like, yeah. ridiculous. Like, so I started sweating, sweating when I watched it with John and Kira. Ryan was <laughs> Ryan was asleep or something, but I, I I I was like, you know what, the kids they're old enough to to watch this, and thank God, thank the Lord Jesus, uh, every single one of the really 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 heavy jokes, adult themed jokes, flew like forty thousand feet above their heads. <laughs> um, they were they were laughing more at just like the simple, um, you know, very deliberate use of props and just stupidity in the movie. But yeah, oh my gosh, Kevin, it, it's. I mean, I, I just kind of thought of this. So let's let's go with it. So that movie comes out now. What's it actually rated? You know, I don't think there's anything that's wildly inappropriate about it it's i think it's pg right isn't it now pg yeah it's it's rated that yeah but i mean there isn't like swearing there isn't nudity there's probably some little innuendo here or there but i think what strikes me about it so much is that it's actually the humor is kind of sophisticated in some ways it's very sophisticated you know you have to appreciate some of the subtleties to really laugh at a lot of the the gags um, and that's not to say that, you know, seeing like Francis and his dad chew on the trick gum isn't like hilarious if you're six, but 
you know, some of the other stuff, just like the little nuanced things, I I just still think are hysterical. I mean, the the amount of quotes, and we covered a bunch of them in the in the toy uh, summary that we did, the toy conversation we had, but like the amount of quotes that live rent free in my brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the "I know you are, but what am I?" in the Pee Wee Herman voice. The I don't make monkeys, I just train them in the Pee Wee Herman voice. Just tons and tons of usable, um, stupid, lowbrow, but kind of sophisticated comments you can give to people. Yeah, I mean, and, and his like taglines, I think, were pretty accessible. Like, there seriously was not a kid in my class in Lindbergh Elementary School who didn't say, I know you are, but what am I? So know, like, good. That was just going to happen. But <laughs> but I watch it now, and I, I it's some of it isn't even his lines. It's just, uh, you know, his actions or his delivery. Like, <laughs> he's in the, the dark alley in the rainstorm, and the gang comes up, and they try to mug him. And they're like, hey, man. We don't take kindly to strangers coming around here. And he just hisses at him. He's so funny. Like it's just his his delivery is is absolutely amazing, you know. And and I, the the just the ludicrous outfit that he's in in the show and the movies. I mean, what little boy wasn't at some point dressed in that type of an outfit? The outfit. I mean, anybody who tried, even attempted to dance had to do the tequila peewee dance yep. like you know just stuff like that was just par for the course yeah in fact I, I was looking at some old photos at my mom and dad's house and i believe it was like my fifth or sixth year on this planet we had to take church photos yeah. back in the day when the, the church used to produce a like a catalog of uh family photos and like your name and your address and stuff yeah remember those yeah, booklets yeah. yeah sure the uh the yearbook roster. The church directory or whatever it was. Yeah, the directory, yeah. And I'm legit, Kevin, 100% hand to God in, like, the most Pee Wee Herman suit I've ever seen in my entire life. It's literally <laughs> just a gray suit, white shirt, and I have, like, a like a maroon bow tie on. That's awesome. The Great, Amer- the Great Americans rocking the best late 80s police stash. Giant glasses. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, both of my sisters... One, um, extremely overweight for her age, stuffed into some church dresses. Ouch. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, for the sister who- taught us about kindness. For the sister who just got- Kindness and respect. For the sister who just got a shot taken at her, she will laugh her butt off at me saying that because we always joke about her being like a real world example of before and after that you can escape the grips of childhood obesity as you become an adult. (laughs) Well, after you stop eating, like, you know, Jello pudding pops and Eggos or whatever we were talking about. <laughs> for, for, her, for her, Kevin, it was, uh, it was always, like, one of those sugar-covered uh, jelly donuts from Dunkin' Donuts, plus a full-size coffee culotta, which I think has about 280 grams of sugar in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. So, I was thinking about, um, and I... I my apologies to the uh, to the artist and, and the writer uh, both but I'm not sure who did the original version of tequila but there kind of is only one version of tequila now right you 
right? Like, does it matter? You don't even you don't even sing the one that's like tequila. Now no, it's no. just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't so matter. All these all these like little things though. Like I I don't know if uh, if there's been any association uh, from that artist, but I was reading, um, which is just again a testament to you know the impact that that the Pee Wee character had on on people for generations but did you see uh i saw two examples one was the alamo on its social media page paid tribute to peewee i didn't see that but that's beautiful is that amazing i thought that was just awesome i won't retell the uh, the great american (laughs) pulling that remember that story I was just thinking that as I read that, I was like, oh, I hope the great American reads this. He, he so is, cool. the guy is so sharp with that. I was, that may be uh, one of my proudest, most impressed moments of my dad's life that I've ever had, where I, <laughs> as like a 35-year-old man, call him up and say, hey, dad, I think I lost my bike. Where should I start looking for it? Uh, probably the Elmo. Is that all? All right, I got to get going. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, I mean, not surprisingly, they said that, you know, literally like thousands of tourists over the years will come and be like, huh, huh, hey, hey, where's your basement? <laughs> you <know>? So good, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would do it. I'd be the first, you know, bumbling tourist to come in there and think I was being like super clever and original. Thank God. Thank God around. I have never been to the Hoover Dam because I would go, <laughs> I would go full Vegas vacation at the Hoover Dam uh, without question, I would go full Vegas vacation. You could also go uh, uh, beat some butthead to America. <sighs> yeah. Side note, so now you just triggered a, a, a buried thought. What's an appropriate age for a kid to watch Beavis some butthead to America? Uh, mine, my son Thomas watched it when he was probably 11. Something like that. Okay. Okay. Maybe maybe twelve. Something like that. So I was trying to timestamp myself. Um, I can remember this is pre-addition to our childhood home over there on Merrick and Outer Drive in Dearborn, uh, where we had this small mold-filled spiders crawling through it Florida room on the back of a house, just like all the Dearborn <laughs> ranches do. You know don't what I mean? Talk about the, yes, but don't, don't, don't the, do the, the four season room that's not at all four seasons. It's literally like a two season room. Um, it's freezing cold or it's boiling hot. Amen. No Did insulation. You have the, the green, like AstroTurf floor. Dude, we had it. We called it the blue room because oh. it had wood paneling, no insulation, um, and it had a bl- it had blue carpet. And it had like blue car- uh, blue couches, like a blue love seat. I think my mom got from like the Sears outlet mall or something. And uh, it had a TV. Major. The TV was so old, Kevin. It actually had the legit, I'm, I'm old enough to live through this. It had the legit knobs on it to turn yes. to turn the television uh, channel. So yes. well, in the blue- dinosaurs roamed the earth, that's how we had to change the channel. Oops. Right. It's, it's old enough. For me to remember that I had to talk my parents into allowing me to watch the one TV that had cable on it in the living room. So my my childhood friend, shout out to Kellen Berger, who lived on Audette, so we could watch Beavis and Butthead. So I'm thinking I was around eight or nine when uh, my Beavis and Butthead 
relationship started to really flourish. Yeah, no, that's that's legit. That's legit. So the other, uh, just before I forget, the other amazing tribute to Pee Wee's character is, I think it's in Palm Springs, the giant T-Rex statue. Could be. You know the one I'm talking about? Yes, 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 yes. He and Simone go there. Uh, They painted a Pee Wee suit on the dinosaur. Oh, God, love those people. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome, man. For yeah. for as horrible as humanity can be, sometimes they do some cool things. Yeah, yeah. And they were struggling with, like, you know, do we do something? Is that weird? And, and everybody's like, nah, we have to do something. And people still to this day, you know, they said something like 20% of the people who go through the door still, like, ask about it. <laughs> so, Elephant in the room, Kevin. I'm going to be that guy. Yeah? I'm going to be that guy. Elephant in the room. We we just we had a text exchange about this because I was trying to respect the uh, sanctity of your family vacation. <laughs> so, Paul Rubens, he's he's got a successful career going on and everything like that. And uh, nineteen ninety one, he gets arrested. Yep. Um, we have. We have a family podcast, so we're, we're just going to say he got in trouble with the law. For the adults listening, you and I seem to have the same, what, opinion? That happens in 2023. Is his career over like it was in 1991? Uh, you know, so, and honestly, and maybe I am just horribly misinformed or I don't pay close enough attention or whatever, but I was not aware of the second incident. Yeah. From like 2001, 2002, like 2002. Two. So yeah. I was, I was, I was in so, high school. Okay. Yeah. So the first one, I honestly don't think would be viewed as that big a deal. Cause it's kind of like, those places exist. They're perfectly legal. Uh, anybody who thinks that those sorts of things don't happen in places like that are just completely naive. I mean, it's kind of like, why do you think people go there? Yeah, it's <laughs> not. You're, you're not. I almost have the opinion, and I know this violates our, uh, our Christian belief set. But but I almost have the opinion, like, go ahead and legalize pretty much anything at those types of places. Because if you're going there to begin with, you're kind of already, like, not in a good way. Yeah. So just go yeah. ahead. And I mean, like I always say to you, and I know you love this saying, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> If you're, yes. you're going to be in that realm or in that space, like go ahead and just kind of let things develop as they do. I don't think, I don't think today that would be, it's not like people would have been like, dude, just kind of be more careful. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. like, I don't think people would have flipped out that much about it, even if it happened today. I mean, I remember, and we'll get to the other one in a second, which I think may be a different story, mm-hmm. but I, I remember. I, I distinctly remember 
watching the MTV Music Awards in like 1994 when all that had finally resolved <laughs> and he hosted it or he came out first and everybody I, I didn't know he was coming out I don't even know if they advertised it and he walks out and he goes heard any good jokes lately <laughs> the whole place just died erupted and everybody was like we love you Pee Wee," and he's like i love you too like it was just like i it was always forgiven at that point yeah um but then you know the second one which i'm still not totally clear it's so sketch accounts. bro it's so it, sketch yeah but it is either way it kind of is but i am not clear on the extent of it like i don't really know what was or was not included what was or was not known was included what the purpose was to begin with I, i've read several different accounts i don't even all, want to expose yeah. myself in this way but to me the you said, said expose the <laughs> to me by far the second is the much more offensive uh incident yeah, without even totally with, with zero question in my brain like took two seconds to to figure that one out um totally agree by far the more egregious of the incidents but for some yes. reason not nearly as big of an issue as the first yeah and again i i guess i mean at least you remember it happening i because we were we, we it that. was a peewee house man like we loved peewee herman at my house yeah but I mean, so this kind of brings me to my, I, I think where I've settled my brain on this and it's complicated and it's maybe a little hypocritical, which I always tell everybody I hate, but yeah, most issues are though, you know, it's, there's some, there's like a duality that I sometimes, and not always, but sometimes I'm able to sort of settle into and I, and I will just say, I have done this with Tom Cruise movies, particularly Top Gun. Uh, I do it with Mel Gibson movies, where I can say, this isn't about him. It's not about that person. It's not about what he did in real life. It's about a character and the way I related to that character, usually as a kid, and the memories that I have of that and what that means to me or to my family or to my friends, you know, that's, that's how I interact with the character. And I, it, it galls me to think that sometimes I could be, you know, putting money in their pockets and things like that. I, I, I do hate that. And I do have some lines I won't cross. Um, but that's the way I try to at least reconcile it. So I can say, look, Whatever he did or didn't do in nineteen or in two thousand two, you know what he did do in a movie in nineteen eighty five, and the joy that I got from that and still do, like I can exist in that little point on the timeline and be okay. So you and I have discussed this a lot in our lives, uh, in our friendship, because we have lock and step the same belief set when it comes to this particular uh, rationalization, right? Where I I always lean on Chael Sonnen's very famous, or I, it could be infamous depending on how you uh, interpret it, but never meet your heroes. 
Yeah. And it's like, I can think of no greater example than my childhood affection for two hockey players, Wayne Gretzky and Sergey Fedorov, one of which I did not meet, the other I did meet, and one of them's not one of my favorite hockey players ever anymore. Um, <laughs> Sergey. Okay. Sergey Fedorov. Um, so, you know, never meet your never meet your heroes because we're all flawed human beings. We all make giant mistakes in our lives and we make a bunch of giant mistakes in our lives. So if you're in, if you're settling in for entertainment, Kevin, let's just, you know me, I'm a numbers guy. Nerd alert. Um, let's honestly think about the percentage of bands, actors, athletes, you and I would have to eliminate from our uh, love sphere if we judge them solely by their morality. Yeah, I mean, if if everybody, you know, just sort of everyday plebs who are not famous had their lives dug into and their mistakes exposed, I'm sure that, you know, people's perceptions could be very harsh on social media of them as well. So, you know, but I don't know. At the same time, I do think that knowing that you're in the public eye, like it or not, that's sort of the life you chose. And you do have to be mindful of those things and and the power that you have, you know, and you can sort of wield that for good or evil. It doesn't mean that you have to be perfect, but it does mean that you have to be aware. And, And sometimes I think maybe you live with the consequences if you you know, are, are careless with that power. Um, but it's tough too, like, especially as a kid. I mean, I remember when um, Guns N' Roses became super controversial, like, you know, there's some lyrics in the song One in a Million and then the American Music Awards, uh, Slash and Duff came on stage, they were all hammered and, you know, just like kind of made clowns of themselves. Um but as a kid, like that was so devastating because I loved that band so much. So I had to like figure out in my own mind, like, okay, but it's still okay to like them because of, you know, this and this. I mean, my son's going through that now with, with Kanye, right? Like he loves Kanye. And then, you know, he went through that like bout of insanity and some of the vile things he was saying. And now he's having to like reconcile that and he's going through the same thing I did. So it's hard, you know, it's hard when, people's imperfections are revealed and you know sometimes they're more impactful than others um sometimes they're on a grander scale than others but uh, you essentially have two choices and this is just me dumbing it down because i'm not super smart and i tend to make things super simple um you can do one of two things you can attach yourself to every imperfection of someone and enjoy nothing or you can just have entertainment be what it is yeah, yeah. I think, it, and I guess as um, as a consumer, as an audience member, as a fan, maybe we also have a responsibility um, in how we profess and carry our fandom. You know, do we have to sometimes be clear, like, okay, I might watch a movie um, and enjoy it for what it is, or I might have a song playing, enjoy it for what it is, but maybe I'm not going to put a guy's, you know, face on a t-shirt and wear it around and be right. a fanboy. You exactly. know what I mean? Like maybe there's, maybe there's a, a way to sort of 
appreciate the art um, without endorsing everything else and, and being careful and how you know we reflect those other messages out in the And you don't have to endorse the behavior of someone because you find them funny or entertaining or, you know, a lot of the people that I enjoy now, they kind of challenge my opinions on things. And I'm at a point in my life where it's, it's like, I'm open to being offended and, uh, having my beliefs questioned and things pushed against me because that's how you grow, right? That's how you grow as a human being. If you're just always saying like, so-and-so is a this, I'm never watching them again. Like your, your life is pretty shallow. Yeah. I mean, let me be clear, at least for myself, I do have limits and there are some, I will not listen to watch, uh, endorse in any way, shape or form. You're not going to watch Hitler's new, uh, comedy special on Netflix. (laughs) Yeah. That would, that would not be on my, uh, on my watch list. Yeah. Look past it, Kevin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, yeah, there are, there are a few, but others, you know, I do think you have to be willing to exist in a bit of a gray area. I think, you know, what we should do, I, my wife and I have kind of come to the conclusion, we need Bill Burr to run more things. Yeah, he's got some I pretty think, interesting opinions on things. Yeah, I think he he kind of he gets it. He can kind of point out the absurdity and, you know, a lot of different perspectives and make a lot of sense. I think unfortunately the word you just used is something that I've been using a lot lately, which is absurd. Like yeah. the, the outcry. And, and that's kind of speaks to what we initially started talking about. Um, it's the word of the day. <laughs> word of the day. I love it. Great reference. Um, to me, it's, it's like, I think he probably could have gone in 1991 and done the proverbial, um, I'm going to rehab. Uh, and then everyone would have said, we feel sorry for you, Pee Wee. And then he could have checked into rehab for like three weeks somewhere and nobody would have remembered it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anywho, that's our, that's our, our summary of Pee Wee, Pee Wee Herman. Um, I, I often shudder at using his actual name because to me, he's always going to be Pee Wee. And, uh, in fact, my dad sent me a text message when Paul Rubens passed away and it literally was, Hey, I know it's going to be a bad day. Um, Pee Wee died. And then, uh, like 20 seconds after that, my cousin Danny sends me a text message and it's like, Hey, um, just heard if you need anything, call me. Then my uncle Mike sends me a text message and he's like, I know it's probably a dark day over at the Plymouth O'Callaghan house. Really sorry for your loss. So that shows you just how much, like, I loved Pee Wee as a kid, as much as, you know, I'm sure you loved him and the fact that he's gone. Um, it's weird, you know, we're getting to be that age where things like this happen more often and it kind of makes you question your own humanity. Well, nevertheless, I will skip off to the beach and as I do so, I will probably say, (laughs) just because I'm going to bring it all out. I'm just going to dump my peewee all over Lake Michigan. Well, Kevin, thank you for dumping your voice all over this podcast, even though you're on family vacation. Tell Irene, um, I do apologize. I'll be sending her some perfume in the mail, possibly. Um, of, the, of, the, of the Shelby variety. Oh, my goodness. By the way, Stephanie was uh, 
less than thrilled of me portraying her as somewhat of a louse when it comes to Thomas Shelby. But all those things that I said in the past podcast are 100% true. That woman would leave me in four seconds for Thomas Shelby. So uh, next week we'll have a... We'll have She's a better for a cardboard cutout of Tommy Shelby. Oh my gosh! I mean, I'm I am essentially a cardboard cutout of most men, so it really doesn't make a difference. Um, next week we'll probably have some more uh, of uh, uh, some more content. This week we were both working on, uh, I would say, what the uh, the gas lights coming on in the car, kind of empty. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we wanted to get something out because. Pee Wee Herman passed away, and for God's sakes, man, you're not going to just let that fly by the faithful. So, no, um, Kev, no, not at all. Really appreciate you spending some time with me today with all of us. If you like it, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, share it. Leave us. We need more Q and A. People are not leaving comments in the Q and A. We need to hear from you. In fact, we've got some things that have been coming in. We might even do like an AMA episode because we're getting questions coming in from the audience. So if there's something you want us to talk about, or if there's something that you've got a question about the show or our lives to an extent, throw it in there, man. We've been reading the comments and the questions and everything's pretty cool. So uh, the yeah. interactivity is something we both enjoy quite a bit. For sure. And uh, I have been marinating on some new ideas. Uh, I, I had a really good one the other day up here. So um, I'll, I'll lay that one out for you. We'll have some good stuff coming up. And if you're in the Traverse City area, super quickly, shout out to RPM Records. I saw that um, on your Instagram. Dude, great store. Tons of great music. And they have all kinds of cool, uh, like, Super 7 toys. Oh, um, no. Dude, it's like, it's the old, I walked in there and I'm just like, okay, you guys go have your vacation and stay here. Did they have any Super days. 7 uh, Motu or did they have any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or? Dude, they, like, you name it. You name it. They had all of it. And it, it was such a just me kind of store. You know, all this awesome vinyl. They had Rolling Stones, you know, playing uh, Sticky Fingers albums. The entirety was going while I was there. And then you look around and there's G.I. Joe and Star Wars and Ninja Turtles and just, it was awesome. Well, remember, awesome Kevin, store. remember, Kevin, me plus you equals us. So if it was a me store for you, it's probably an us store. It was. It was. Well, let's get you a record player, but yes. <laughs> we need to get us a, a field trip for one of our podcasts and do a live pod from a comic book store or something. I like that idea. See? We're just on the fly, coming up with new stuff. Let me jot that down in the notes to my intern. And there we go. All right, brother. I'm going to get back to it. Talk to you next week. See you, buddy. Peace.